Hello everybody, welcome to twitch.tv slash jchenzor. My name is James Chen, and this is the Chenzor Dynasty, and I am your host. We are here for some ask, uh, sorry, for some Chen reaction to start here. Uh, didn't really have a topic at first, kind of came up with something based off of Spawn being in MK11 and some people talking about me, uh, talking to me about some of the things that he, uh, an intro that he has with Scorpion. I'll talk about that in a little bit before we get started. Uh, just had someone in my chat sit here talk about the fact that uh, five people at their work has contracted, potentially contracted the coronavirus and we just started talking about just how bad the situation is and uh, I started reading some tweets indicating just how messed up it is in our country in order to actually take care of this. Uh, I read on stream a tweet that said, Just went to Seattle's UW Medical Center to ask how much patients are being charged for a coronavirus test. $100 to $500. If they have insurance, if they have insurance, it's $100 to $500. $1,600 if they don't. I have heard as much as... Um, uh, 16, I've heard as much as like $3,000, uh, $3,000, uh, to get tested for the coronavirus. I mean, this is just, this is baffling. This is a joke. And here's another one. Let me, let me read you this one over here. Uh, someone actually, uh, wrote, tweeted out, said, have a friend worried she has coronavirus. She's trying to do the right thing and get tested. Here's how it went. And uh, he shows the uh, text that he got, got us from his friend. And his friend says, So, I can't go back to work until I am cleared by a doctor. And I feel bad for anyone who has this damn virus because I've literally been on the phone since 9 a.m. and have gotten nowhere. Called my primary care provider to make an appointment. When I told them my symptoms, they told me to call the Department of Health in the event regular flu tests come back negative and I needed to be tested for COVID-19. Hung up and called the Department of Health. Department of Health told me to call my PCP for evaluation. Told them PCP instructed me to call the Department of Health. You know, PCP was the primary care provider that they called initially. So the Department of Health told her to call her um, primary care provider for evaluation. Told them PCP instructed me to call the Department of Health was told the Department of Health couldn't help. Called the PCP back and told them what Department of Health said. Then they told me they do not have the capabilities to help me if COVID-19 testing became necessary. So they suggested going to an urgent care facility, but to call first. She called my insurance to find an urgent care facility in my network. Called the urgent care facility. They told me to call the Department of Health. I told them my phone call journey. They suggested calling the emergency room. Called the emergency room. They told me to call, wait for it, to call the Department of Health. I told them I had, and they instructed me to call the CDC. And I've been on hold with them for 45 minutes. Haven't even spoken to a human being there yet. And mind you, when I talk, it hurts. My throat is raw from coughing so much. So to have to keep repeating myself to a bunch of people who are clearly not working on the same plan of action is beyond frustrating. And the CDC 
finally talked to them and responded, call the Department of Health. I give up, she said. This is the situation that we're in right now, trying to deal with this coronavirus. Our country is pretty much fucked at this point, and it is so immensely frustrating. It is so... Ugh. Like, how do we even live in this country? And it's like, everyone talks about how great America is and, you know, how we have the, the most advancements and we're this wonderful country. And seriously, we are the absolute worst. The absolute worst. And it was funny, it was only not that long ago that there was that one clip from the, the, that, that TV show drama I think it was Jeff Daniels where he sits there and talks about why America isn't the greatest country and he just kind of rails on it and that went viral like maybe 10 years ago or something and God it's even more true now than it ever was before. It's so crazy. Oh God. It's, it's, I just, I don't understand it. I really don't understand the situation that we're in and why it's so goddamn hard just to get some freaking health care in this country. CP Skill says, my whole city, London, UK, has 91 cases total. The government just released 30 billion pounds in extra sick pay so people can stay home as well as other things. Italy which is quarantined. Whoa, I, Karibo has pledged $1 versus Patreon. I didn't even know I had a Patreon uh, an alert. And it's obviously set to the default because that zombie is the default. Interesting, I totally didn't realize that. Uh, <laughs> um, that's funny. And again, I don't know why the scrolling thing doesn't work anymore. Like it just doesn't work unless I go into the settings and change it to scroll, even though it's already set to scroll. But in any case, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Italy, Italy then released, I mean, they've basically quarantined their entire country. And then they released that nobody has to pay their mortgage this month. Like Italy just put out a thing that said, you don't have to pay your mortgage this month, stay home and take care of yourself. It's crazy how much all these other countries are doing these things and our country is literally falling apart and no one is doing jack shit. No one is doing anything about... In fact, our pandemic team has already been disbanded year, like a couple of years ago by Trump to save money, I'm sure, to spend on military and war. Ugh. <sighs> It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And I, 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 it's, it's baffling. It's seriously baffling. And, and I don't know what to do, but you know, hey, I'm here at home. I'm not gonna be able to travel as much. I'm sitting at home and I'm trying my best to, you know, build up my stream and earn money and everything. Uh, February was a gigantic success in subs. Uh, I went from like 130 subs to 320 some subs. But, you know, because a lot of those were gift subs, a lot of those were, um, you know, uh, 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 subs, you know, like I said, gift subs, 
Uh, they're starting to run out now because we're obviously in the next month. You see, uh, like I said, I was up to about 320 subs. I think I was up to like 330 at one point. And I've dropped back down to 311. So if you guys want to continue to support, would be very much appreciated because uh, I don't, I'm not going to be able to do NCR for work anymore. I'm not going to be able to do a lot of things for work anymore. I mean, if things don't get better, you know, Combo Breaker is going to uh, disappear and all these other things. Uh, thank you, Muddle Weight, for the subscription. You've subscribed for 13 months total. Appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, that's just the thing, right? I mean, I know, obviously, with all this healthcare stuff that I'm retweeting and everything like that, you can probably tell that I'm pretty uh, pro-Bernie. But uh, I know if you guys are in the chat or watching on YouTube and you're like, ugh, this guy and then that makes you enough to not want to watch my videos or listen to me or talk to me or anything like that oh that's right suck my nuts muddle weight and suck my nuts gundam jehudi kai yeah uh but the thing about it is if that's how you're gonna react to finding out that i want you know health care and all that stuff like that and suck my nuts the arnett for the subscription with a tier three sub thank you very much uh appreciate it um i am on a level three hype train right now so if we want to keep this going it'll be very very nice but the thing about it is honestly i mean if you if you do think to yourself you know oh this guy is a progressive or whatever socialist whatever all that stuff like that it's not about that right now it's just about trying to figure out how to live and how to survive and how to not die right i mean that's just all it comes down to at this point in time. And the hardest part about it is a lot of people who, who you know, don't, who aren't in favor of things like healthcare, uh, free healthcare, Medicare for all, you know, the reason why they don't have to worry is because they can afford their healthcare. They can pay their healthcare. I can't afford my healthcare. I can't, I can barely pay my healthcare. This country punishes you for being a freelancer. They're forcing you to go into companies so that you can become parts of the machine, the pieces of the cog. They're forcing you to help the rich people at companies get richer. You know, nobody can do businesses for themselves in this country, and it's it's pretty crazy. It is a class warfare, but, you know, again, I, if you don't agree with the politics or whatever like that, you know, it's fine, whatever. It's... It's not even a, poli a political thing for me. It's just a it's a it's a human decency thing for me right now. So, but regardless, we're kind of in a crazy situation. It's it's really really uh, tough, very very tough right now. So, and thank you to Instant Riot for the hundred bits as well. Um, yeah, the markets have all crashed and burned, yeah. I mean, we had people in our Ultra Chen TV chat talk about how they've lost their job because, uh, you know, business has just been dying for them. They worked in a travel agency and that just, like, destroyed everything. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's just, that's the problem right now is that we're just at this point where it's all just so political now. It's all so political, and, and you see this in the environment with the elections and, and the primaries and everything like that. We're not even, we're just, people vote in one way or the other. Shout out to Yasbri for the sub. Suck my nuts, Yasbri. And uh, everybody is, you know, treating it like politics. Oh, I don't like 
Bernie, so I don't like this policy. I don't like Joe Biden, so I don't like this policy. I don't like Trump, so I don't like this policy. It doesn't... It, these things that we're talking about should have no bearing on policies or on who believes what or what person it's tied to like this is just natural human rights thing we shouldn't be killing our pan you know our pandemic team we should be giving people the ability to have free tests for the covid uh 19 virus we should have you know free cures for everybody like we did a long time ago when we were trying to stop all sorts of other diseases this has nothing to do with political issues. This is just having to do with trying to keep our country alive at this point. So, ugh. Anyways, uh, yeah, the extended spring break by another week to wait out the virus. I mean, the funny thing is, like, if you're a college student, you're like, yeah, more time off, but I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck in my house. And it sucks. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I know. I've heard about that in the UK, CP Skills, that they're trying to privatize healthcare. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I pray for you guys that that never happens, because let me tell you, it is the absolute worst thing ever. Uh, absolute worst thing ever. But in any case, I don't want to turn this into some sort of super political discussion here. I did want to talk about one topic a little bit fighting game related, so I apologize about that. But uh, there is one topic that I want to talk about, and we're about 33% through our hype train over here. We're at a level 3 hype train of subs, gifts, and bits. We're about 30 seconds away of losing our hype train. No! But uh, um, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, so uh, people were mentioning about Scorpion and Spawn. Uh, let's see here if I can find it uh, here. Um, Soul, Soul where's that video? Uh, where's that video? Someone, would, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, oh, yang, dang, oh, there we go. Uh, a level two hype train emote. Thank you guys. We got a level two hype train emote. And uh, we have uh, Choo Choo Hype Bigfoot. I don't know how that shows up here. But here we go. Let's let's take a look at this video here. I want I want to take a look at this because um, I think this is super cool. <laughs> oh dang! So you guys can't hear? It. Yeah, it's too quiet. Let me turn it up a little bit. You've been to other dimensions. Each has had its own injustices. Maybe that's why my soul still burns. <laughs> that's really cool that's really cool I can't believe they actually did that I mean he says uh, what does he say here you've been to other dimensions and then Scorpion replies with each has had its own injustices because he was in injustice and then spawn says maybe that's why my soul still burns I mean to be honest with you that's one of the sickest things. <laughs> that is super sick. And um, kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about here on this uh, episode is guest characters in the fighting game community. This has become such a common thing. We have characters crossing over all over the place now 
We've had the SNK characters in, you know, a bunch of games. They were in Fighting EX Lair. Um, Iori showed up in Million Arthur, Ar uh, Million Arthur Arcana, I think it was. Um, we've had uh, the Tekken characters show up in the KOF mobile game. Uh, Haumaru is showing up in Soul Calibur. Uh, Spawn now is in Mortal Kombat. Uh, we have had so many different, yeah, Negan in Tekken 7, uh, Noctis in Tekken 7, Geese and Akuma in Tekken 7, of course. Let's not forget some of the, the, the best of the guest characters that have shown up. And, you know, honestly, I really hope this trend continues. I am a huge, huge fan of this kind of trend and shout outs to uh, Spike2501 subscribe for 37 months on a 37 month streak you are now a three year subscriber as you can see he gets the coveted purple delta red icon over there so shout outs uh, shout outs to Spike2501 but I think it's the sickest thing because I I've always said that you know uh, one event fighting games being successful only help other fighting games now obviously we're in a situation where there might be too many fighting games that's a little bit tough but i really still think that overall uh fighting games help one another you know if you are somebody who played tekken and then you're like oh geese is sick you'll be curious where geese came from if you're a soul caliber player you'll be like dude haomaru was pretty sick might make you think about trying out um you know, uh, uh, Samurai Showdown. And I just feel like being able to share the universes and the characters across games like that, I think really just kind of shows that this particular genre of video games is it's just really kind of cool. <laughs> it's just the fact that these developers are all willing to kind of share and, and to, you know, let each other see how to interpret characters. Kind of started a little bit with CVS 2, I guess. But you know, it's 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 a neat thing, and I and I really do feel like it benefits everybody in the FGC overall. I feel like it helps all the games, and you know, it's it it spreads awareness. It's it helps people get into the game. If I now, if you are a Sam, like the opposite direction, if you're a Sam Show player and you're like, I've always wanted to try Soul Calibur, but I don't know how to play Soul Calibur, and I'm scared to play. Well. Now all of a sudden Haomaru's in the game and they tried to make Haomaru, it looks like, play as similarly to the original Haomaru as possible. That's something that Okubo, Okubu actually said that they're trying to do. You know, Geese and Akuma, they try to make them play as much as themselves as possible in Tekken. And if all these companies continue to do stuff like that, that just allows for a lot more cross-promotion. And then the fact that NetherRealms went the full distance and even made them reference the fact that they were in other games is the darn coolest thing ever. I mean, how awesome is that? Uh, you know, we don't know. CP Skills, CP Skills who ask, I wonder how much having guest characters contribute to game crossover. I don't know. I hope it does more. I hope it does, but it's so cool. Uh, is there a situation where you think crossover characters aren't good? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, it would just depend on the game itself and, and the universe. Uh, if it's something like Dragon Ball, obviously, you probably couldn't do something. It would be very weird if uh, there were other characters crossing over. I think you could probably do something like how Eltnum worked in Undernight in Birth. 
in that she just shows up and the whole entire time she's like, what am I doing here? Uh, I'm from a different game. What the hell is going on? Kind of things like that. And, um, dude, that clip was so good. That clip was so good. Uh, R, 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 L, R, 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 I don't know who that is. I don't know who RL is. Uh, now I feel like I have to look that up. Who is that? Uh, that's a Dragon Ball character. It is a Dragon Ball character. How is that a guest character if she's from the universe? Or is this someone from somewhere else? Oh, she's from something else that was made by Toriyama. I see what it was. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I guess characters are sick. And I, and I like the trend. And, and honestly, I would like to see it happen more often. Uh, I would like to see a guest character in Street Fighter V. I think that would be super sick as well. Um, obviously, Smash Brothers is, is just a game of guest characters. Literally every character in Super Smash Brothers is technically a guest character. Um, I would like to see guest characters in, in as many... Uh, Guilty Gear. Like, if they, if they could make Shinko in Guilty Gear, dude, I'd be so happy... Like, that's the character I kind of want to see show up because Shinko showed up in Marvel 3 and I really feel like they kind of messed her up in that game. One, she sucks, and two, I don't know why her air dash is so goddamn slow in the original game it was so fast. We've seen Felicia in a few other games. We've seen Morgan in Everything Under the Sun already. Uh, obviously, I would like to see Raptor, Bishaman, uh, Anakaris, uh, those characters in a Guilty Gear game, but... I think that of all the characters that would logically be able to make it, I think Shinko would actually be super cool uh, to be putting into a Guilty Gear game. Like if Shinko just showed up in Guilty Gear Strive, I think that would be super sick. Uh, a guest character in Street Fighter V, I kept joking that they need to bring back um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken Jin. I would like them to see them put Jin in there with the fireball that he had because Jin just was his own incarnation in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. He had the fireballs that just kind of hovered in place when he threw them out. Why not just put him in the game and he's a guest character but it references Street Fighter Cross Tekken if they made him play like that but he's a... I don't know I think that would be really really cool. Uh, again, Nutacon, I'm sure most people know my opinions on that. I'm, I, I'm not the biggest I'm fan of an idea of having a Darkstalkers revival unless Arxis was the only one that made it. Unless Arxis was the one that made it so they could make it look like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus so they could make it look like Dragon Ball and Guilty Gear. And even then, I'm still trying to wonder how difficult it would be. I really still think Darkstalkers is probably still the by far most difficult to animate fighting game out of everybody because even in Guilty Gear as much as transformation as there is with a lot of the characters uh, I just don't think it's to the level of something like Raptor and Whitzel where Raptor just has like legs turned into chainsaws or a buzzsaw and ribs come out of elbows and and the stomach and the chest and you know all these crazy things like that and Whitzel he, he's not Whitzel doesn't even make any sense he's like literally not consistent he's he's CG Transformers Transformer where they just make things fold and disappear, which really pissed me off, by the way. 
I should do an Unchenzord on Michael Bay Transformers. I really just should. It has nothing to do with fighting games, but I should just do it because fuck that movie. And, uh, you know, the fact that they don't even, like, these Transformers clearly have a way to transform. They're toy. You design a Transformer so you know how they transform. And now we have the CG technology to make them transform exactly how they would as the toy in a movie. And then you make them fucking flip everywhere and have little tiny things flip in compartments. And then you make them look like humans so that they have wires exposed everywhere and shit like that. These are fucking war machines, dude. Like, why do they have wires exposed everywhere? They should be plated in armor. Anyways, I, I really am going to do this. I really need to do my two-hour-long Unchenzord where I just shit on... Um, uh, the tr Bayformers, because I seriously can, so this, that movie, god damn it, fuck that movie, um, <laughs> uh, needless to say, the original Transformers movie is actually my most hated movie of all time, most hated movie of all time. Uh, Darkstalkers vs. Guilty Gear was rumored a long time ago. There was a Capcom vs. Sammy that was rumored to have Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, Darkstalkers, and Rival Schools. And I almost, uh, I Craigasmed, I Chengasmed for sure. Uh, but then it never happened. And if that was actually something that was on the table, oh man, boy, I would love that. Oh, the animated Transformers movie, oh god, that? So I saw that at that perfect, young, impressionable age. And that movie traumatized the fuck out of me. Now the crazy thing about it is though, is that that movie in retrospect is super, it's good. It's really good, it's brutal. Like there's, they don't hold back on it and it's animated super well. Dude, it, it, it basically gave Vince DiCola a career forever. I mean, that's what he's known for. Vince DiCola is known for the Transformers the movie soundtrack. He did a bunch of stuff, but he is known for that soundtrack because that soundtrack is so good. Orson Welles' last role. Yep, absolutely. But uh, Judd Nelson, Leonard Nimoy, John Mashita's in there. A uh, whole bunch of people were in there. You've got the touch. Do, 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 do. I actually did that on Rock Band last time. Uh, Dare to be stupid. Um, but yeah, the soundtrack, Vince DiCola, the the music. Dude, it's so good. God. Dude, the Vince DiCola soundtrack is so good. The intro song, Transformers! You know what the best thing about that is? I bought the soundtrack to the movie on tape a long time ago. And there's a lot of really cheesy, bad, like, metal rock on that thing. And, um, man, uh, when I see what I want, I'm gonna take it. There's some really cheesy rock on there. But then they released an anniversary and they added more of Vince DiCola's instrumental soundtracks. Oh, God, it's 
so good. How many times do I think I've watched that movie? More times than you could possibly ever know, Rumi, Rumi Red Ribbon. Because at one point in time, my brother also, uh, we had a, uh, a VHS, uh, we had a VCR a long time ago that you could audio dub over tapes. So if you had a tape, you could click a button and then you could record your own voice track on the v VCR. Uh, this feature never showed up again because I don't think they wanted uh, people to do this. This was on my dad's very first VCR that was completely analog. Like there's literally nothing digital about this VCR. Um, you know, it was gigantic. It weighed, it was like, a, it was bigger than most uh, classic printers. Uh, you know, it was all, like I said, mechanical. It was, everything was analog. Uh, there was not, you couldn't even like play it fast. And it was, the remote control was wired. It had a wired remote control, um, but it had an audio dub on it. And my brother and I actually made a parody of the Transformers of movie where we audio dubbed the entire movie with our own lines. And like, <laughs> like we were just totally like screwing with the movie. It was crazy. I've got VHS tapes all over the place. Um, I still have a VCR. It's not uh, hooked up or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. After all is said and done, you never walk, you never run, you're a winner. Anyways, uh, you know what? I think I've already kind of jumped into the uh, Ask Jay Chenzor section. <laughs> so, you know what? Screw it. I'm combining the two episodes today. I already talked about the guest characters. I'm just sitting here talking about the Transformers, the movie at this point, but... God, what a, what a great, I mean, and it's still, to this day, you just look at it, it's so beautifully animated, too. Hey, shout-outs to Joe Priel for the subscription. Suck my nuts, Joe Priel. Um, you got the touch, don't, 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 don't. Guys, that movie, the soundtrack is so funny. But there's just a lot of songs that you don't remember, like when they fight the Sharktacons, they actually play the song called Instruments of Destruction. Instruments of Destruction! Do to foul play! It's a violent interruption! You know? <laughs> uh, Anna Bc's, we just, we talked about that early on. We were talking about the healthcare system, and we were just basically like, talking about how much America, I actually think America's screwed. I think we're all screwed and we're all gonna be dead pretty soon. Uh, the nice thing about the cheap flights is that's just gonna make it cheap for us, for us to fly to other countries to get our coronavirus tests, you know? They're gonna have to actually just be like, um, they're having to create a plane for all potential coronavirus. Like, if you have symptoms, take this plane and just go. And then by the time you land, everybody on the plane will definitely have the coronavirus. And so there you go. Oh, God. But yeah, it's very frustrating. But again, um, hunger, I want it so bad I can't taste it. It drives me mad to see you waste. Anyways, uh, I'm not singing it very well right now because I'm not trying at full volume and I'm singing it at bad keys as well. Oh. Um, healthcare is not fine. Prices definitely need to be lowered, but 
the prices are a part and parcel of the healthcare. That's the thing. When we talk about healthcare being screwed, it's that one, we don't have any tests. Our government refuses to acknowledge that this is even a problem. Trump literally said, don't worry, don't panic, it'll go away, especially when it gets hot. I mean, that's literally what he said. But then the fact that it costs us $1,500 to $3,000 to get a test without insurance is a result of how fucked up our healthcare is, basically. Uh, I talked a little bit about Spawn. We, we talked about the fact that um, he referenced that he's in Soul Calibur and uh, Scorpion references that he's an injustice in one of those uh, dialogues. It's the sickest thing ever. I mean, you gotta like us. You gotta give so much credit to NRS for what they do for their game. As much as you know, people like to talk about the bad animation or the lack of music in the game and things like that. Or even if you don't like Mortal Kombat, but the stuff that NRS does. I mean, the fact that they changed MKX from delay to rollback netcode just because. The fact that they add all the one-player content, the fact that they're making it cross-platform just because, you know, the, the, the dialogue that they write, all the, the care they put into the product and everything is really, really impressive. Really, really impressive. Uh, Lionheart Rar, is it true that in the USA that a checkup for COVID-19 is about $300? It's about $100 to $500 with insurance. If you do not have insurance, it has, I have heard, anywhere between $1,500 and $3,000 to get tested for the coronavirus, which means most people can't afford it, and those that don't have health insurance are the ones that can't afford to pay this or to afford health insurance, which also means they can't afford to not go to their job. So they just don't tell anybody and they go to work anyway and then they end up infecting more people because they can't freaking afford a thing that should be free for everybody. <laughs> for everybody. Oh God. There actually was something like that, Scooter Bombs. There was like some old PS or Sega Saturn or PC engine game or something like that that where you actually like they actually had um, Like a fake Clinton and a fake Saddam Hussein on there. I think uh, To check to see if I had a kidney stone it cost about eight grand without insurance I wanted to go and see my same doctor that I've seen before to renew my blood sugar medication I have a PPO healthcare plan that I am paying over uh, $300 for every month, and that's with a discount. I have that as a discount because of Obamacare. Otherwise, it would have been like five to $600 a month. So I have a discount on that. It's a PPO, which means you can see out-of-network doctors I tried to go see my doctor who I saw before to re-prescribe me my blood sugar medication and it turned out my healthcare told me that they don't cover out-of-network doctors. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? This is a PPO. And they're like, sorry, we don't cover them. And I was like, what the hell? All right, fine. 
So I called the doctor and I was like, they don't cover you. And they're like, yes, they don't cover us. We called them and they said, we are not covered by them. And then I said, all right, well, how much would it cost me to come in and see you anyway? And they were like, anywhere between like $300 to $500. It would cost me $300 to $500 to walk into the doctor's office, go to my doctor and say, please re-prescribe me the medication that you've already tested me for, that you've already prescribed for me. I just want to renew that. It would cost me three to $500 for him, for me to go there, have him make a phone call to my pharmacy and say, yes, continue the prescription for him. And then I can go pick up the medication, which I still have to pay like 40 to $50 a bottle for without insurance. Or actually without insurance, I'd be paying a lot more than that. Literally $300 to $500 so my doctor could make a phone call so I can keep getting medication. This is the extent that we are at in this country, in this situation. It's such a scam. It's such a scam. Health insurance is the biggest, most impactful scam ever created by mankind in the history of the planet. Because, you know, back in the day, when we didn't have knowledge, when there was no internet, when people couldn't communicate with each other, it was easy to trick people. You just tell people something and there's no way they could really find out what the truth is. We're sitting here in a modern era with internet and everybody blowing the whistle on this crap, people talking about how screwed up this is, and yet nobody is trying to change it, nobody's trying to fix it, we're stuck with it, and everybody seems to think it's okay to pay $500 for something that every other country gets for free. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Oh, God. Dang, you have ce cerebral palsy quadriplegia and enjoy fighting games from the 90s more. I found myself playing karate chaplains last week. Do you think mean people just generally give up too early when learning? <laughs> yeah, fighting games are really hard. They're, they're really hard. I mean, again, the thing about fighting games is, and the reason why I tell people it's hard because I want people to know what they're getting themselves into. If you don't tell people that people that fighting games are hard, they're gonna try it, they're gonna lose, they're gonna get frustrated, and they're gonna go find something else to do that they enjoy a lot more. Because as I've mentioned, in the modern era, there are about three billion different hobbies that you can have, and I'm sure some of those are gonna be a lot more enjoyable for you than fighting games. Um. The thing about it is, you know, if you know it's hard and you know that everybody goes through this and that everybody loses when they first play, that makes it so that it makes more sense. It's an expectation. You're just setting an expectation properly so that when they're losing right away, they understand that it's, it's part and parcel of the whole uh, thing that everybody, uh, uh, that you have to deal with. So, um... Uh, not to call you out on your ringtone on previous streams, but I noticed that it's the guitar riff from They Might Be Giants Meet James Enzor play a few times. Did you choose it because you're Jay Chenzor and it rhymes? Meet Jay Chenzor? I think I stumbled upon your master pun. Joe Priel. Joe Priel, ladies and gentlemen. Good 
Job to you. Excellent deductive work right there. The very first thing I ever did on the internet was join a They Might Be Giants mail group. And that was right when John Henry came out. So when John Henry came out, I was like, you know what? Haha, <laughs> I'll be James Chenzor instead of James Enzor. So on that news group, my handle was James Chenzor. And then uh, when UCLA first got their email system, when students actually got emails, finally, <laughs> I was at UCLA when UCLA first got emails for all their students. They, they required eight letters for your handle. And since I was James Chenzor at that time, I just removed the Ames and I was J Chenzor because that was exactly eight letters long. And I've been J Chenzor ever since then. And so, yes, even when I was on AGSF2, if I was on, when I was on AGSF2, my signature back when people used to create giant signatures uh, on message boards uh, was literally like meet James Chenzor, you know, uh, like LA fighting game player, look him up and shake his hand, appreciate the man or something like that. So yes, uh, that little riff in the middle of the, the, the little instrumental bridge in meet James Enzor was such a perfect ringtone that it's been my ringtone ever since I've had a cell phone that was able to change the ringtone. As soon as I was able to create my own ringtone, that's what I created right from the get-go. And it has never changed since then. Never ever changed it since then. It's always just been that ringtone for, for, the, for my whole entire life now. So, Joe Priel, great job. <laughs> Great job and uh, nice deductive work right there. So it's not a coincidence that my name rhymes with James Enzor. I literally accidentally named myself after a famous Belgian painter. In fact, on my very first cell phone that I could actually put a background on it, uh, this was a flip phone that you could have a background on it, uh, I got my brother to take a picture of me in front of a James Enzor painting at the Getty Museum here in Los Angeles because there's some James Enzor paintings there and uh, I use that as my phone background. So uh, there you go. The, so yeah, I, I've always been all in on that. And yeah, James Enzor is a famous World War II uh, painter from Belgium who painted all about the suffering of people during that period of time during that period of time. I miss flip phones a little bit. Uh, CP Skill says, I can't double tap or mash buttons with my right hand. Getting a fight stick changed everything. Oh, so do you actually, so now you can double tap a little bit easier? And Supreme Koi says, most governments, contrary to the past, are now sellouts and respond to big companies' agendas. People don't matter much anymore. But don't screw with big companies like Boeing, Huawei, etc. Because they'll send the presidents immediately to deal with that. Yep. It's the way it works. It's the way it works. I mean, flip phones, there's a reason why you didn't get cracked screens as much on your phones. I mean, you can see the crack across the, the bottom of my phone right over here. And uh, you can see some, like, there's a big giant uh, crack on my phone. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see it from this angle over here. 
But, uh, yeah, I literally dropped this onto a rock. Onto the pointed part of a rock in the Dominican Republic. At the Game Over Tournament. And, uh, went... And then I had a bunch of cracks in my phone, so... Uh, not too fun. Not too happy. <laughs> yeah, good job, Joe Priel. That is really nice. It is really nice. I've seen those grinning Oni, but I've heard they're not particularly great quality. They have the flex screens, but you know, we're still working on that. We're still getting to the point where that will actually become a thing because I know the quality of those are early. The first few ones that are produced, they're going to break eventually uh, from too much folding. And you know, uh, I'm sure within time, it'll be much better. It'll be much, much better. Just give it some time. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. But, um, yeah, I guess, uh, that's all I've got for now, for today, unless anybody has any other questions. If not, then I am going to switch over to the, um, Learn to Fight segment, where I'm just going to be playing Lucia online and talking about what I'm thinking while I'm playing to try to help people understand how you kind of want to think during a match, just to kind of get a better understanding of the kind of mentality and the kind of questions you want to ask yourself and the kind of things to think of. Also tomorrow, first attack will resume. I am currently working on the slides and the presentations for it, and uh, I'm really ramping up on the visual aids. Uh, dude, I'm actually kind of stoked for this episode tomorrow, because I think some of the stuff that I'm coming up with for visual aids is actually kind of genius right now. I actually think uh, some of the stuff I'm doing is really sick, and uh, the way that I'm going to make it work is going to be pretty cool. So if I can get all those slides done in time after editing more stuff, also, if you guys missed all the Grand Blue Fantasy versus System Mechanics streams that I did, uh, those are starting to show up on YouTube right now. They should be on YouTube at this moment. So, uh, Saint Cola asks, "How much? Uh, how do I set rates for commentary?" Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin does use simplified inputs. He told me that at the after party of the Grand Blue Fantasy launch party. Uh, he told me he uses it. That's how he was able to EX uh, Kizzy K, EX Sword Stab uh, Kizzy K's EX Fireball because he's just walking back and forth. As soon as he saw it, he was like, pow, and that's it, and that was it. And so a lot of people say, you know what? In the end, when you play fighting games, execution doesn't really matter because at the highest level, so why make inputs complex and stuff? And dude, it's all such a load of crap. Execution, even as simple as a quarter circle forward, makes the biggest difference possible for everything. Uh, again, uppercuts being a forward uppercut or backward uppercut changes everything if ken's walking at you in super turbo versus if fei long is walking at you who are you going to be more scared to poke at who are you going to be more scared to poke you're going to be more scared to poke at ken because uppercut is ah uh, uppercut whereas fei long is oh i gotta go backwards uppercut and even though it's just the difference of one input length of timing to go back and then it's such a difference, enough. If you make an SVD one button at Zangief's range, it's such a completely different story. It is, it, you can't, people downplay execution way too much. Having motions is so important. 
Uh, yeah, I like the balance because the cooldown changes, which is really cool. But Sankola, to answer your question in terms of rates for commentary, really, honestly, right now, it's just kind of like playing a game of what you can get away with for commentary right now. And that's the hardest part about it because there's no precedent for it. We're all just kind of, we're the pioneers of this whole thing uh, in the FGC. We're trying to come up with rates that people are comfortable with that actually allow us to live and to survive. And um, uh, a lot of times it's difficult because a lot of the TOs don't have that money. And we're not in the business of trying to screw over TOs. These guys are all our friends. Rick is our friend. Jabaley's our friend. You know, I'm friends with, you know, Wizard and Tom and Tony Cannon. I'm friends with, you know, everybody who is... I'm friends with Viet. I'm friends with everybody who's running these events. It's not my place to try to bankrupt these guys so that I can live. Um, you know, we're all trying to make it work. And so it's really just trying to set whatever rate you can. And a lot of times it's a fight and that's the worst. And the thing that I hate the most is that every time a company asks you how much, what's your rate for fighting games, they always just, what's your rate for commentary? These companies will always ask you that question because they're just hoping you ask for something lower than they can afford. And uh, you're scared to go high because you don't want to price yourself up. You're scared to go low because then you screw yourself over. And then if you go too high, like I said, you price yourself out because other people will do it for less. It's, it's a really, really, really tough situation to deal with. Uh, Tetris doesn't... Uh, mm, Tetris is such a small community that until last year, I was spending money to do the Tetris stuff. So that's, that's, I don't want to throw them under the bus. They're a burgeoning community. They're so small. They, they are spending tons of money on their own just to put on the event. And so until last year, I didn't, last, the previous years I had to pay for my own flights and hotels and everything like that. Um, it's, 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 it's a rough world out there. It's a rough world out there because there's no precedent for it. There's no union for it. There's no, uh, and then nobody talks about it either. The commentators don't talk about how much they get paid for gigs to each other. It's really kind of crazy. And so there's, I don't know why everyone likes keeping everything so private. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation. So again, if you guys want to support me and donate and you know, subscribe and gift sub and all that stuff like that would be awesome, especially because all my gigs are getting canceled. But um, but see, Instant Riot, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, commentary union is also a problem because nobody will want to sign up for a commentary union. I don't want a commentary union either because if every commentator asks for the same amount, then they're only going to hire me, David, Yipes, Say Jam, uh, Tasty Steve, Rip, you know, the, these guys. And we just don't have any opportunities for anyone else anymore. So why would they want to sign up for a union? You know, the, the up-and-coming commentators, if they sign up for a union, they basically kill their own chances to get jobs. And that's not fair for them, you know, kind of a situation. So, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. You got a gig, but I got stupid scared about asking for rates, right, Saint Cola? Dude, it's it's impossible. I don't I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make this work. 
uh, to be honest. So we're trying, we're trying. Uh, some people uh, have been able to make it work. Uh, I know, uh, I know, but like Sejan makes a lot from his Twitch already, I'm sure. And then uh, he gets asked to do a lot of other things like, you know, HyperX events and stuff like that. I haven't gotten myself into that position yet, so I'm still working on that um, at this time. So hopefully I'm trying to talk to the right people to get myself some more opportunities. Um, yeah, pretty much, Joe Priel. That's exactly the way it goes. Hey, shout outs to FatCat321 for the donation. Really, really appreciate that. Um, uh, that is really awesome of you. Um, I don't, I don't see the price over there. I'd have to go check for the price, and uh, I'm always one of those people that doesn't like to check the price because if I check the price, then I, then you know. But I mean, uh, no, I'll check it. I'll check it. Whatever. It's all good. It's uh, okay. Oh, cool. cool. Thank you very much. Thank you for the donation. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. So. Uh, yeah, no problem, King Vasky. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and I will talk to you soon. And actually, for everybody else, I'll do the same. I'll jump over to the um, game screen so that we can play some Street Fighter online, and then I will try to help and educate people on how you're supposed to think, and you can watch me play some Street Fighter at the same time. So guys, if you guys are here on Twitch, don't go anywhere. Uh, stay tuned. And I will be right back. For those of you on YouTube, look for the next Learn to Fight episode on YouTube. That will probably be coming soon. As well as more of the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus uh, system mechanics uh, instructional videos as well. And then keep an eye coming out for tomorrow's first attack that will show up hopefully pretty soon as well. In any case, thanks guys for tuning in. Um, if you don't watch the Learn the Fight, really hope you watch the first attack tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to be a really good episode. It's really going to open your eyes on how fighting games should be played. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a pretty crucial episode in my opinion. So, Okay, thanks guys. Uh, and again, I'll be right back for those of you here on Twitch. Talk to you guys soon.